Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. This podcast is sponsored by the Old Calf Sirencester. For table bookings, reservations or further information, telephone 0756 839 6585 or 01285 651 484. This podcast is sponsored by Stoney's Restaurant and Bar in Sirencester. For great food and friendly atmosphere, check out www.stoney's.co. Also, you can telephone them on 01285 642 006. All right, I'm Big Mandy. You're listening to What the Actual Fuck? What the Actual Fuck? Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to uh, this is episode 10. Wow. Of uh, what the actual fuck, and we are into episode two. This is going to be confusing now. There's a lot yeah. of numbers here. Episode two of series one, Mandy. I am here with the man who loves salamanders like Rob Robinson <laughs> and sleeps with his eyes open like Big Mandy. It's Neil. Do you know, funnily enough, hello everybody. Funnily enough, I do actually sleep sometimes with my eyes slightly open, not wide open, no. like she was in that. But people say it's quite freaky because they'll look and they, all they can see is part of the white of my eye where my eyelids aren't fully shut. Well, I've I've had the pleasure of, of being next to you while you've been sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds really strange. Yeah, uh, uh, every night. Let me let me preface that with the fact that we were on an airplane on our way to LA. On the way back. On the way, well, and on, and on the way. I don't recall sleeping at all on the way there because neither of us did. I don't know. I think you did. No, I don't recall. I think you did. But you snore. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, because that was one of the things you said about... Um, oh, no, we're not even talking about this country yeah. yet, but uh, about not sharing a room. Mm. I mean, that was one of the reasons. Uh, we weren't going to share a room. Yeah. Um, so you sleep with your eyes sort of open Slightly, as well? Slightly, yeah. Have you always done that? Apparently or? so. It's a family trait. Really? Mm. 
My uncle does it as well. It, like your eyes sort of roll back a bit when you go to sleep, and the eyelids don't fully close. Right. Yeah, an interesting, interesting fact. An interesting Neil fact. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we are here to talk about episode two of series one, Mandy. Now I'm going to strike, strike straight away. Say that this is my favourite episode of the series. Is it? Right. Okay. Going through this to, to make the notes as I have, and I've got pages of notes just to go through this, the story of this episode. I don't think it's one of the. I don't think it's just one of the best episodes of this series. I think it's one of the best episodes of comedy. Well, I think I've I've ever seen in in the writing, in the writing and performing, and also the fact that there's. There's a there's a laugh pretty much every minute, and they're good laughs. Yeah, if you know what I mean. So remember, we said on the last episode that that sometimes it's almost like it's a sketch show mm. where each 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 little morsel is its own has its own setup and punchline. Now this one compared to uh, say next week's episode for Oven Space, mm. which I think is a bit more of a has a through line and it isn't quite so. Set up jokes, set up jokes. Well, there are set up and jokes. This one, again, and it's, I'm not trying. It's no disrespect to say that it's like a, 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 a sketch show, but the quality of writing and performing in this episode, I think it goes for me personally. It goes up as a classic episode of British comedy. Yeah, that's. Okay. I mean, that's, that's no, no, my that's, point of view. Um... That's the, yeah, it is a great episode. I don't know whether it's my favourite yet. Okay. I might get to that eventually and then talk about that. But it was definitely up there because the laughs per joke ratio is is high and very strong. And that, that's one of the great things about this comedy. Uh, and like you said, on the first episode, it would... We we mentioned sketch um, the sketch show. It is almost like that, where it's, um, you know, almost like a catchphrase joke not that they're doing a catchphrase joke but each bit has a section whereas this one is just that continuous flow of jokes and humor and that's what makes it really good and it starts strong mm. doesn't it, it the, the episode literally starts very strong well it's funny that you say about catchphrases because for me this this series doesn't particularly it doesn't rely on things like catchphrases no. but it has very iconic phrases well, the what the actual fuck is a great phrase. Exactly. I mean, if I think you can class it as what would look good on a on a t shirt, mm. and I think it's like tomato would look oh, great yeah. on a t shirt because if you're a fan of it, you will know exactly what that means. Mm. If you're not a fan of it, you're going to wonder what the hell is going on, which I think is a is a great. You know, it's the same as like The Office. That what that's what she said. If you don't mm. watch The American Office, you're not going to know what that means. But if you do watch it. It it clicks with you, yeah, and yeah. it's sort of like you're you're part of a club. You see that, and you think, oh, I know what that is. It's almost like the in joke, isn't it? It is yeah. the in joke, indeed. Right. So we start off with the usual subtitles. I'm I read them out in full last week, so no, we don't need to do, don't need to do that every week. So it's the it's the usual subtitles, uh, and it starts off. Curtain knocks on Kerry's door uh, with some devastating news. Yeah, <laughs> that Mister Perkins, Mr. Perkins is dead. <laughs> now this again is one of those classic comedy cuts where. You expect, you know, it, she, he comes with very devastating news. They're both looking very somber, and, and Kerry looks very shocked. And then it's a quick cut to them walking down the aisle, uh, down the street with champagne. Wait, so a bottle. If you look at well, it, clo- it closely, it's like Lambrini. I was going it? to say, it's. I, I put on my thing. It's uh, popping the champers or something cheaper, which obviously it's. Yeah, which made me chuckle. So they're celebrating. Yeah. Um, and it, and He's the, the, dead. <laughs> no, this was the thing. I mean, obviously, both of us. 
amazingly never went to the rock uh, the Cotswolds. No. Uh, but we were told by by Nibsey uh, a couple of episodes ago that when um, Charlie and Daisy got on the stage, that's what people started mm. shouting to talk about the quotable things. Yeah. That he's, yeah. Dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's yeah. dead. So <laughs> that to me is, again, that, that's a T-shirt. He's yeah. dead, he's dead, he's dead. Although some people might sort of like yeah. frown on a T-shirt like that. But it's the sort of thing, it's one of those iconic clips. Or rather, like you said, it's quotable. It's a quotable that's clip. It. Yeah, It's very quotable. Because that's that what leads me on to a great laugh, isn't it? Is when they go when um, Len said it's disgusting you celebrating a man's death, and Kerry comes back and says it's disgusting you're not celebrating a man's death, which makes me chuckle because then it goes on to the classic Dumbledore. That's, that's right. Hogwarts is that way. Dumbledore. Well, just before that, we have the backstory of Mister Perkins that he was their woodwork teacher and it was a massive prick, um, and uh, he told Kerry and Curtin that you'll do nothing with your lives. Yeah. And if I had a pound for every time we had one of those those what I'm calling Laurel and Hardy looks to the camera from uh, Kerry, yeah, I'd be a very rich man in this episode. And again, that's not being well. They're great not, looks. To it's, yeah, I, the amount of times I laughed when Kerry. There's one that I will come to um, a little bit later in the episode that just that look. Is enough to make me laugh. Mm. It's almost like um, a simpleton look. I don't want to say it is. No, but do you know what I mean? It's almost like she's not registering quite no. what's going on and just staring at what they're doing, filming her. And it, it, it's really but it, funny. but for this, in this context, it was like this. Mister Perkins has said you'll do nothing with your lives, and she looks at the camera as if, oh, yes, see, we have done something with our lives. Look, <laughs> yeah. look, but they've not, obviously. Um, so anyway, they they carry on singing. He's dead. He's head, and Len is there, voicing his disapproval. Um, <laughs> the bit that you just said finished off with the classic quotable line: "Hogwarts is that way, Dumbledore." Dumbledore which is a great line. It is just fits so well, doesn't it? It's it's the thing is, it's like it's what I love about the whole series, the way that it's written is it's written in its simplicity, if that makes sense. Mm. But when you like we're doing where we're having to dissect it and, and yeah. work out what's happening. There's something just genius about that simplicity because it is, it's very relatable. You can relate to what they're saying, how they're saying it. I don't think, even think that's a Cotswolds thing. No, you know, no. it's whether they were Cockneys or whether they were from Liverpool or whatever, you would still think, well, that's the sort of thing I would say, or I know somebody that would say that. Mm. Um, so anyway, we also then, and I, I've written all of these down because I think yeah, there's like, one in particular. I wonder if this <laughs> is uh, what Mr. Perkins called Kerry and Curtin. So Ren yeah. and Stimpy, Tweedledum and Tweedledee, Pinky and Perky, Asterix and Obelisk, Noel Edmonds and Mr. Blobby, the Neville Brothers. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just classic. There's a line what he said about um, Kerry that what the puppet off the Don Mio advert. <laughs> 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 really made me laugh. Really made me laugh. Uh, so that was just a great start to the show. It was a great mm. start to the episode. Then, now we've spoken to Ashley. Ashley yep, who plays Mandy, um, Mandy and, Harris. Yeah, and she said what a pleasure it was to be able to play this this mm. character. Now, just the first scene that we see Mandy has absolute gold in it. And you can yeah. imagine if you are a seasoned actor and you are or a, you know a jobbing actor to get a part like this must be absolute 
heaven. Yeah, lush. It yeah. must be completely lush. So the intro, the first line you get is some little old blind man with a guide dog walked into a bin outside my house. Yeah. That poor Tyson was so scared he ran up into a tree and ate a bird's nest. I know. And <laughs> you look at the dog and you think, how did he get out of the tree? It's just, it's just random. Yeah. It's random, but again, it's beautiful in its simplicity. But you just have to have a certain kind of mind mm. to write something like that, you know? And the fact that she looks the absolute part. She does. I, I know women that are just like we said Mandy. this when we first did the interview with daisy and charlie last year when the second episode had just aired and we were talking about this and i said didn't i everybody knows amanda you know somebody who's a bit like that not necessarily that psychotic but you know somebody's got the edge like yeah. that. Every, having to go at everybody everyone wants a fight so that this leads to a little bit of a um uh, what's the word? Um, classic sitcom. Just moment. a classic sitcom moment. So Kerry mutters under her breath, uh, "Okay, you psychopath, <laughs> Mandy. Who's a psychopath? Yeah. Oh, that 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 old man or whatever. that blind man. <laughs> that blind man. Oh, yeah, I know. Which I thought sounded a little bit like um, Nessa. Oh yeah, from, yeah. Um, Gavin and Stacey. Now you say it. I didn't quite think of it when I saw it, but yeah, now you say it. And then, and then she, I think she has fucking weirdo or something. Yeah, who's a fucking weirdo? Weird. <laughs> Curtain. <laughs> <laughs> but then the, the line that I think is my favourite line in a great episode with fantastic lines that Mandy says: "Poor little baby birds got their gut sucked through their assholes because of him, evil bastard." <laughs> if only that could get all fitted onto a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, and then go to like the Birdland up at Burford or something, <laughs> yeah. wherever it is, bought on the water. Oh dear. And then it finishes off a fantastic little button on the end of the uh, uh, end of that scene is "Come on, Tyson, you fucking prick." Yeah. Um. So she obviously loves a dog. Uh. But yeah, that's that's a, a great introduction to um to a really fun character, uh, funny character, funny right, character right, that you yeah. wouldn't want to meet on a no on a dark no. Night. <laughs> But like um, you say, we all know one. Indeed. Well, Kerry then says she's not scared of Mandy because basically she's as hard as Mandy. Well, it's that bit when she, a bit later on, which sort of you've probably got it written when she says about the karate lessons and um, <clears throat> that when she started the karate lessons, they gave her the black belt and said there's no need yeah, to train. That's right. It links on to that sort of thing. So we get a talking head from Mandy where she talks about... Um, well, that's when she says that she, you know, there's a kid over there crying. Do you want me to go and tell him to shut the fuck yeah. up? So it was only like a quick little uh, talking head. Uh, Curtin then just goes, she's fucking nuts. Very bad egg, which we used for the uh, Pancast show. That little oh, yeah, very yeah, bad yeah. egg uh, last week. Then Mandy talks about Kerry's mum, about how she was a good fighter. Um, I was thinking, like, do you think that we're, we're never going to see no, Kerry's mum? No, obviously not. No, I don't think we will. No? no. They do a little bit of split screen. No, like I don't think it'll do. work. The whole thing that's funny is she never gets out of bed and it's just the voice down the stairs. If you, no, you don't want to see her. No. I don't want to see no, her. No, I, I don't. Because I don't. obviously in... Is it in the next episode, which I won't go on too much, they describe a bit yeah. about her putting the sandals on. That's right. It's like that. So, yeah, I don't, no, we don't want to see her. No. Um, and she also says, hey, Kerry's all right, but Curtin's a fucking moron. Yeah. <laughs> And one thing that has struck me with looking at this episode and the following episode, there isn't many people that actually like Curtin. No, they by, don't. By the yeah. Out of the two of them. Yeah, um, she seems to have the people sort of under her thumb. Apart from the vicar, I think. I think yeah, I think yeah. the vicar's got a soft spot for him. 
controversial <laughs> statement. There's <laughs> just that little bit of silence. Yeah. Um, so we get some more um, text on the screen then, which says, Studies show that loneliness and isolation are now more prevalent in young people than in the elderly. In rural Britain today, community is more important than ever. So we get curry... Rum- Curry. Curry, yeah. Kerry rummaging <laughs> through a box and pulls out a photo of uh, Kerry and Curtin in suits and shades. Yeah. So this is obviously like a mementos box with That's right. detention cards. That's right. This is from their prom, and, isn't it? Yeah, so it's from their school days. And uh, they show this photograph, which I believe is, I think, this it's is it Charlie's Facebook well, it was Photo? at one stage. Right, okay. Uh, it might, I don't know whether it's gone back to that, but it was, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, Kerry delights in telling everyone that, uh, like, a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds after that photo was taken, Curtin vommed all, uh, all over his ivory tie, and that was because... And then Curtin says that was because he spiked his own drinks. Yeah. Um, then there's detention cards from Mr Perkins, and uh, Kerry and Curtin uh, made a crass song. In, with the little keyboard. Now, this made me laugh. Right. We will be we will be playing that a little bit later on, um, because uh, somebody put that as their favourite moment. So we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, so it's Mr Perkins is a prick. Yeah. Um, and that's from, I'm sure that's the tune to Barney the Dinosaur. Yeah, it would be. Or is that got a... No, Is that... No, that's not Barney, is it? Yeah, Barney is a dinosaur of our imagination. Why I should know that? I think it's from some American... It's linked off of one of those American sort of folk songs. Yeah, is it like an Independence Day kind of thing? Yeah, isn't it? I can imagine they're playing it like a flute. The flute, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody will tell us. Anyway, this is where the legend of Rob Robinson... Robert Robinson. ...is unveiled. Now... Apart from the fact that I put on here and underneath that statement that this is a packed episode, mm. you can't believe that all of this information and comedy is packed into 24... Well, it comes out so nicely because it's all in such conversation form, isn't it? So it flits through. I mean, when you're sat here recounting it, it sounds like the episode goes on for an hour. Yeah. But no, it's 24 minutes. But I had to listen three or four times <clears throat> to a couple of moments in it because I couldn't work out whether it was Robinson or Robertson. And it wasn't until the tea towel comes out, where it's actually Robert, written, it's written yeah. there, that it is Robinson. So Robert Robinson was in their class in year six for two years and then vanished. Yeah. Um, so he was nicknamed Terminal 3 and then... Uh, this this made me laugh, this did. It's because he instead of a backpack, he took a, a, a pull-your-own-suitcase yeah. with him. And it was you... That came up with the nickname Terminal Three Genius. <laughs> so no. this is this is where a lot of the, a lot of this episode has thing, which I think is a really clever way of getting a lot of comedy in a short space of time. Is like making lists. Mm. So you had the lists of all the names that this Mister Perkins called the two of them. Now you've got all these different ways that how can you not remember? Yeah, it goes on for a while. Robert Robinson. It? Yeah, and so she's so it fades up, and Curtin is trying to jog Kerry's memory. Uh, while she's playing on her phone. So it was like, there was things like, and I haven't written all of them down, but an army camp, he brought an army camp that had blood on it. Army camp bed, bed sorry. Yep. Um, they bogwashed him so much that his bleach turned his hair white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they made him eat a bark sandwich. Um, and he because he thought that calculator font was so cool, he used to write in it all the time. And in the end, I mean, that was the, there was a few more, um, but I haven't written them all down. Uh, so Curtin calls Slugs. So, hey, hello, Slugs. Um, but Kerry goes on about how Slugs always outstays his welcome. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> that made me chuckle. 
That did make me chuckle because we all know somebody like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at me too much. No. You? Okay. Um, so um, it's when he turns up. I, I chuckled at his um, t-shirt. Because it's so... That I've made a point. Yeah, it was... Uh, the man, the legend. The man, the, the legend. arrows. <laughs> That's right. Which got. is so not for a character like him, isn't it? But, it's, but it's also another thing that you can see that it's... Every every T-shirt he wears could be something like one of those kind yeah, of T-shirts. Yeah, sort of a slogan. I'm with this idiot sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> did you used to have one? I had one. I did. Yeah, <laughs> me. Um, right, so then... Uh, Curtin's doing the same thing with slugs and trying to say that you've mm. got to remember Robert uh, Robinson. Um, well, when they were talking to Kerry, that was one of the things she says. You're just talking about slugs, exactly, because he said he had a fat woman's ass and short legs like a troll. Yeah. He said, "You sure not? You're not talking about slugs? He looked like a moomin. Yeah, slugs." <laughs> <laughs> so that was another great thing. Uh, he had a faded school jumper and chewed his sleeves to threads. Yeah. That is, I love that line. Mm. It's just, I tell you, it's almost. It's probably going to sound very pretentious. It's almost Alan Bennett style mm. of comedy. Yeah, in parts of it. Do you know what I mean? And Victoria Wood yeah. is another one that I would I would class where it's things that it's articulate. Yeah, but it's things that I mean Peter Kay to a to a a part, but, but sort of that articulate way of reminiscing. It's, about it's the things, yeah, yeah, it's reminiscing. It's things like oh yeah, do you remember refreshers and mm. stuff? Oh, I mean, they still have refreshers. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, he brought a meteorite. Me, meteorite. He brought a meteorite in for show and tell. Darren Lacey called him Apollo thirteen. He was obsessed with salamanders. Face painted, and he hissed at dogs. Uh, Curtin is incredulous. I put on there. Kerry then just wipes him out completely by saying, "Oh, there's a website where you can watch a loaf of bread, bread. go stale." Yeah. And he picked. Ke- Isn't Curtin. it bake because you can watch it rise? No, it? make it go. It just goes stale. All right. Yeah. Um, and and this was one of the things that this happens, I think, in the 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 next episode as well. And it's almost it is quite sort of now. I don't know what pathos is. Is pathos? Do you know what's pathos? Isn't that that's something that's coming? Isn't it? I don't yeah. know. I don't know okay. why I brought that up because it makes me sound like I'm a right idiot now. Um, but Curtin picks a chair up, like he's 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 really angry and he needs to. And she and Kerry just goes, "Stop it." That to me, it was like it really sort of brought the scene down, but not in a bad way. Yeah. But in a way that it was funny, but it wasn't funny because you can tell that this is a young kid With a, that's got issues. anger issues, yeah. and you know that he's done that before. That he has picked something up and smashed it, and Kerry can see. Mm. Oh no! Don't you do that again? And that was again when I'm watching it the first couple of times. You don't even think about it. No, you no, think, you don't oh, that's funny. When you're dissecting it, you think, whoa. That's... Well, especially if you link it to the first episode when he sets fire to the Scarecrow Festival. Yeah. Uh, that is there in yeah. plain sight. He's, he's a young man that's got a lot of issues. Mm. Um, and the fact that nobody can just... It's just the fact that nobody can remember this person. Yeah. When he's got this... You know, he's <laughs> almost obsessed. Um yeah, so... Uh, well, it goes on to a funny bit, the it, tea towel. It does. What well, Slugs asks, what's the, the, the line called... What's the website called? And Kerry just said, loaf of bread cam. Mm. Um, so Curtin searches for Facebook, and he doesn't even exist on Facebook. Um, that's when Curtin finds the tea towel. Well, now, Curtin I, says, that's not right. Everybody's <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, and I think um, Slugs says, well, he could be married. And, uh, you know, have a different different name... 
Now this tea towel, well, we used to have tea towels like yes. this. Yes, and my uh, kids, the, the, the did kids, it. yeah, the kids yeah, had them. Made them at school. They've all drawn their Themselves, faces. Yeah. Um. So um, then, so then that's where I worked out that it was Robinson. So that was fair. And enough. then the picture, it looks exactly like you. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed, I think Kerry is just above. Oh, I didn't notice. I'm pretty I didn't sure. Notice. See, I, and when I saw that, it reminded me of the film Hannibal. Oh, really? Yeah, because in Hannibal, which is the sequel to Silence mm, of the Lambs, the Ridley Scott one. when they show the FBI's most wanted list and um, on the screen, and you've got Hannibal Lecter yeah. there, above Hannibal Lecter is Osama Bin Laden. Oh, really? <laughs> so I'm not for one minute trying to compare <laughs> Kerry with Osama Bin Laden, but it just reminded me that, like... Just above, it's exactly the I'll same. Have, to have a look at that. I didn't notice. Yeah. I genuinely didn't notice. That. Yeah, he was um, obviously part of the the FBI's ten most wanted <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I didn't mean to equate it yeah. like that. But so anyway, Kerry gives us a tour of the village um, and talks about the fact that this uh, pool or this pond had bad algae. Yeah, and thirty-two grand of carp dead in a day. Or was it yeah, koi, koi carp? carp. Yeah, koi yeah. carp dead in a day, and algae. Thick as a pint of cheese. Which is That's a great funny, line. That is a great line. Um, and then she talks, obviously, about the, the karate club, which, which yeah, you which mentioned. Yeah, which I mentioned earlier on. Earlier on. And uh, then we see Mandy again. And yep. she says how she's punched a blind guy in the face and the glasses uh, broke and cut her nut- yeah. knuckles. Are you all right, Mandy? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, she offers uh, Kerry a tattoo, uh, an offer of a free tattoo. Yeah, and she's got to build up her portfolio. Uh, and as she goes back into her house, it's Tyson, fuck off. Uh, she loves that dog. She does. She, she does. That dog. Um, cherry knocking as well. Yeah, knocking on the door and running away. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, right. I've never heard it called cherry knocking. Oh, before. really? What did you call it? Knocking on the door and running away. Oh, you called it cherry knocking. <laughs> did you? Yeah, yeah. I've never, never heard that before. Anyway, uh, right, so now Curtin is on the Rob Robinson quest. Yeah. So he's he goes to Rob Robinson's old house. Yeah, his schoolhood house. And he's kicking his heels. Um, he makes a, quite a nice like soliloquy about him, isn't it? Almost. But it's 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 that thing that he is obviously obsessed with this guy. Yeah. And the fact that uh, he must have. Well, we, we find out later that it's actually he was bullying him. Mm. He bullied him for two years, but. The whole point of that scene is fantastic because Kerry finds a pair of Spider-Man pants with skinners. Skinners, which is so funny. Look, Kurt, I found Spider-Man pants with skinners. And it's the way the curtain curtain just, like, resigns and goes, yeah, that's his. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like he's found, like, the Holy Grail. He's found the Holy Grail. Um, And then we get, like, a little bit on her own with uh, Kerry, and she says that, you know... He's loving this. He's loving mm. this. He, he gets obsessed with things. You know what happened to? He was obsessed with what happened to the castle of the Queen's, Queen's nose. nose. Yeah. And a little uh, side note there is that Trevor Cooper, their uncle, uh, who plays Len, was in the, the Queen's, Queen's nose. nose. He was. So maybe that's why they chose the Queen's nose. I'm pretty sure that's probably why that is the case. Um, I wrote fuse bar. Why did I write fuse bar? Because he was. What happened to the fuse bar? Right, Capri's fuse bar. I need to. I need to write a bit more in my yeah, notes. He was obsessed with why it just vanished off of sale. That's right. So now Kerry is in the in Mandy's living room. Yeah. And here we go with another one of these absolutely golden lists. So we go through the portfolio, and here we go for the tattoos. For the so tattoos, this is the we have that a you'll see. we have a pig. Which to Look me looks like, like a, a tiger. Yeah, or oh, a lion, or okay. that sort of thing. Then we had friends. Yeah, the cast of friends. 
Harry Styles. Yeah. The best one I thought was when she went, it was a Tasmanian devil, and Mandy just goes, Tasmanian? It's like she doesn't yeah. quite know what it is. <laughs> so it's not a Tasmanian, it's just Tasmanian. Justin Bieber, Fred Flintstone, Spock. Stig of the Dump. Stig of the Dump's the one that made me laugh. <laughs> Who would go in and say, can I have a tattoo of Stig of the Dump, please? And then you've got Grant of EastEnders, or it could be the bloke off MasterChef if you just put some glasses on. <laughs> That's when you get another one of those classic looks at the camera from Kerry. Yeah. Um, it's just... And then, obviously, she sort of tries to make excuses. Do you do any small ones? <laughs> like a small K? No, I don't do small tattoos. I only do massive <laughs> ones. Um... And then, then when she's talking and she says, well, no, I think I just need to have a little think about it. Mandy is then asleep with her eyes open. Well, this is the bit, isn't it, where they sort of realise, brilliant, she's dead. <laughs> See, now I put on here, how hard must have this been to have been to film? Because for for Ashley to sit there... Perfectly still. Perfectly still. And the fact that Curtin goes up to her and goes, your tattoos are shit! <laughs> I, I would love to see the, the outtakes on that. That must. I mean, they might have done it in one take. They, they might could, have been totally yeah, professional. She's that much of a professional. Um, but she also sleep talks a little bit, and then uh, Kerry and Curtin split. They're getting out of the out of the place. Kerry's then obviously worried about Mandy. Um, Slugs is running down the street like the six million dollar oh, man. It makes me laugh the way he runs down <laughs> there. Just the, I can almost rewind that and watch that again. And, they do, and then, uh, when he gets there, he's so out of breath, they, they do that wonderful subtitle thing on him. Yeah. And he's going, water, water. Yeah. But it was, I think it was Kerry that went, look at him waddling like he shat himself. <laughs> uh, but Slugs has info on Rob Robinson's whereabouts, and he's the hero. The look on Slugs' face, bless him. He looks so happy mm. that, that, that Curtin is just so thankful that, she, that he's got the information, um, that where Rob Robinson is working. <laughs> Seems like a bloody long way away as well, doesn't it? <laughs> but it was just weird. I, I mean, I'm assuming that they cut the bit where he tells him exactly where it, he is because the next minute they just go... They, no, they do say he's at a garage. He's oh, do at they? a garage outside the village. Or is it Curtin says it as he's walking across the field? I think it's... As he, as yeah, yeah. Field, yeah. So you sort of have that segue between the two. Right, yeah. so we go back to Kerry's house and Mandy yep. is waiting. In the front room. Yeah, so we get a... Um, we get the thing where she obviously apologises for the fact that she uh, fell asleep and that she's a professional. Yeah. Um, Kerry finally tries to get out of it one more time. Well, she says, isn't it? If you're tired, don't worry about doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, she goes, no, I brought all my stuff. Yeah. I got my stuff here. So then we get a, a talking head from Kerry, and this, again, is a fantastic little bit of writing, a fantastic little nugget of a scene all in its own where she says that she, you know, she wants to support local businesses, and when a tattoo removal business makes into into the village, I'll support them too. Yeah, brilliant, fantastic, fantastic bit of classic comedy. And then Mandy says, "Take your top off." Kerry's face then, where she's looking at the looking at the camera. It's I've put on here. It's like fear, acceptance, and more fear and resignation and resignation because yeah, of the <laughs> fact that she can't get out of it. She can't get out of it. So Curtin's on the search for uh, Robbie Robbie Robinson. Oh yeah, Robbie Robinson. Right? <laughs> Rob Robinson. Robbie Robinson. Uh, and there's a long walk to where he works. There's a petrol station, um, and he's like talking. Obviously, talking to himself. He might not be into salamanders anymore. Uh, I lost him once. I ain't ever going to lose him again. I know this is like he's <laughs> searching for this long lost friend, which, if you know the episode, makes this such a great payoff. Indeed, indeed, because. Uh, 
Um, Mr. Robinson is sweeping up the garage forecourt and he has no idea who Curtin is. Curtin is so inconsequential to him. He has Mm. no recollection in his mind of this guy at all. Um, Now, Eric Loving and Sons, is that actually the name of the place? That garage is there. It's a a lawnmower garage. But is that what it's called? I think so, yeah. Right. I think so. We will go and look for that next week. Yeah, we'll, 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 we will drive we'll past him when we go. That night. Um, and the reason he couldn't find him on Facebook is he actually changed his name to Salamander. Um, I mean, to me, this looks... I put, I've made the note of saying that this is the bully's worst nightmare. Now, he has bullied him for two years at school. Mm. And the fact that when they're grown up now, and obviously this, you know, Rob Robinson means a lot to Curtin, like an obsession. Yeah. When he actually is face-to-face with him... Rob Robinson doesn't even remember who he is. He's he's that much of a, not even a memory to him, that it must be the worst thing. A smack in the face for him, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I put he's awkward and pathetic, and it's like a waste of time, and then obviously then he has to walk, past, walk back, and he's like, i got to walk through this shit. And um, then we get a talking head with Curtin, uh, and another great line. He says, you've got, you know, you've obviously got to look at, f- at what's in front of you. He said, while you're pining for Noel's house party, you're missing out on Alan Carr's chatting Chatty man. man yeah. It's shits and roundabouts. <laughs> Another great line. So we go to Kerry's room and Curtin wants to see the tattoo. This is great. This is so <laughs> it's, funny. It's supposed to be a wolf howling at the moon. And to be fair, it, did look it a... didn't look too bad compared to the ones that we saw in that book. Well, as Curtin called it, a dog sniffing at a bumhole. <laughs> dog sniffing at a bumhole. Um... And then he also said that um, he checked with Mr. Perkins' grieving wife and uh, he's still dead. Um, so then we go off and then they're whistling and it's, um, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. Uh, yeah. and, and that's how the episode finishes. Which is a great, great episode. It, it is such a strong episode. Like I said, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to reveal my favourite until the very end. Okay. And then I, I I'm quite happy to say that this is my favourite yeah. episode of the... Say it's not any any... Sort of show against the rest of the episodes. This one for me is the one that. This is the one that made you laugh. The oh, most? absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, as in, there there are moments in every episode that makes me laugh out the loud. Belly laughs, but, isn't it? But this one is the consistency of it is relentless. It is. Mm. There isn't any, doesn't seem to be any filler bits in it. There are just, it's packed when it No, the laughter ratio is very high. Yeah, in this one. but then very when you high. when you dissect it, there are also some real. Emotional bit. Well, that's what we said last week. All through this, they might come across as simpletons, bumbling bumpkins, or whatever it is, but they are. It's got heart yeah. at the soul of it, and all good sitcoms has that heart, and that's what it should have. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, um, I asked on social media for people to send us their favourite bits, um, so I've picked a few of them up. Uh, Paul Barnes said the whole Rob Robinson theme is amazing in episode two, but also Curtin's delivery of fucking hell, man, is brilliant. We got it here. Where is it? Fucking hell, man. (laughs) (laughs) Play it once more. Hang on. I'm going to turn it up a little bit. Let me turn it up a little bit. Fucking hell, man. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was my my, um, ringtone. Fucking hell, man. (laughs) When a text comes in, that's what you should have, that. (laughs) Oh, dear. That's great. So that's that one. Um, Where are we? So, yeah, that's that one. Uh, Laura Bourne said, uh, favourite bit of episode is Kerry and Curtin singing Mr Perkins is a Prick song. Oh, wow, that is Um, funny. So let me... I think we've got that. (laughs) 
<laughs> How is that crass? How is that crass? Uh, and she also says her favourite Mandy moment is when she says that she doesn't do little tattoos, only massive ones. We've yeah. got that a little bit as well. I don't do small ones, I only do massive ones. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> um, or when she says that the blind man uh, won't be okay when he's caught up with him. Uh, great episode. I didn't pull that uh, particular bit. She says, keep up the good work. Loving the podcast. Uh, I'm the British half of the Peep Show podcast, the El Dude Brothers. Ah, nice. Uh, so you can follow them on Twitter at El Dude Bro... At, oh, at El Dude Bro... <laughs> At El Dude Bro Pod. There you go. Um, and we may have uh, Laura in on a, a, a future well, episode. that'd be nice. Yeah. Chat as we got, you know, we're friends and uh, stuff like that. And Orsco at... Orsco? Orsco. Goodness me, Orsco. Orsco. At Fresco for You on Twitter sent us a lovely little message or a lovely tweet. He said, uh, uh, or she said, I think, I'm not sure whether it was here. Oh, yeah. They said. They said... Hate the Monday walk to work, but I've been playing the always wonderful podcast, the news quiz, and WTAF this country, uh, and is in a good mood on arrival. Wow. So that's very nice. That of them. Is a so I did say that we'd we'd give them a quick shout out at Frescoes for you. There we go. Thank so there you we very go. Much. Right. So that's it for this episode. Just to let you know what's going to happen. Uh, next week, next Monday, is the preview of the first two episodes of Series 2. So if you're one of the lucky, what was it, 250 people, wow, we're, we're pleased to see you. Indeed. Now, we're going to be trying to get some um, interviews. We have got a um, an invite to the press thing. So the I don't press know, pass. We've got no idea what that means. What, what, press junket. Yeah, well, we've like never done one before. No, you So we don't timed, know what that means. Which is going to be hard for us. Yes. Because we like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to obviously do something regarding next week. Now, yeah. it may well be linked because we have now started a Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash WTAF, we have some fantastic uh, rewards. Now, not all of them are up there yet because we're just sorting them out. Um, but for people that sign up to Patreon, we may have a little bit of exclusive, maybe behind-the-scenes footage. Right. Uh, we are aiming next Monday to go to some of the locations in North Leach. Yeah. So maybe we might have a few little um, nuggets of film uh, that we're going to do there that we could do specifically for the Patreon page. People, yeah, absolutely. So please come and subscribe and uh, um, pledge. and every, Anything from, I think, $2 to $3 a month. Um, we've got some wonderful little things that are going to be coming up, some wonderful little bits and pieces that are going to be available. Um, and it just helps to, because we didn't realise quite how successful this podcast was going to go, mm. did we? No, we um, didn't. So we, we are starting to get a few little costs, you know, yeah, podcast hosting, hosting costs. costs yeah. So this money, please believe this money is not going in our pockets. It's actually stopping money from coming out of our pockets. Well, it's to keep this alive, to keep this going out every week, isn't it? It is. It there is. is a cost to this, even though you download it for free. Unfortunately, there is a cost to us, and it just helps us cover covers cover yeah, those costs. It does. And and what better way than, than you'll get things in return. Absolutely. <laughs> and they, if all goes well, they'll be great things. They will be great things. You know, we, we've had a few little things that we're hopefully going to be able to announce. Um, very soon. Very soon. So apart from that, uh, obviously come and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and on Instagram at WTAF This Country. If you want to send us an email, you can at WTAF This Country at hotmail.com. 
or you can go to our website, which is pancast.co.uk, for all of our other stuff, as well as um, WTAF stuff. So Fantastic. that's it for episode 10, which is episode series two. one, episode <laughs> two. Mandy. Mandy. And next week we will have episode three, which is oven space. Which is one of the ones that people talk a lot about. Indeed. And we will be talking a lot about it as well. We will be. Well, that, I think, is officially the longest episode we've ever done. Oh, wow. So there you go. Well, thank you very much. So thank you very much for coming and joining us again. Yeah. <laughs> it's great being a You'll guest. You'll be coming like a regular yeah. guest here on... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll get myself comfortable on this chair. <laughs> Can you get yourself comfortable on that chair? No. No, you, you can't at all. You notice you wiggle. You're you itching to get back in your comfy oh, chair, aren't you? No, we'll be over there shortly. Indeed. Well, thank you very much, everybody. And uh, thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much for everybody listening. And uh, go get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Pavel. Are you tired of listening to generic, boring radio podcasts? Boring. That's good. Want to put a bit of fun back in your Thursdays? Fun. Good work, you were long. So why not join us and Kelly and Jen naturally for an hour of sometimes NSFW fun and frolics? Could you mug a pug? That's yeah. the real question. No, you can never mug a pug. No, you can mug one off. <laughs> Including the UK top ten movies, third Gross- highest grossing movie of the year. The year is. Kelly's G spot. <laughs> Jen's challenge. Jen, 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 challenge, 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 challenge. And also featuring Barry Gibbs health tips. Ta-da. There's nothing on TV on Thursdays anymore, so come and entertain your ears. You're funny. With the Pancast Show. Phenomenal. Check us out at pancast.co.uk or you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or other podcast apps. It's all right. Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.